Hi everyone, my name is uh, Morgane Marie Pouillot, Morgane Tiny Tank. I'm a Muay Thai pro fighter, been fighting for eight years. I'm a Montreal Fight League champion. I've been on the Road to One championship. I was a finalist. I'm a coach for the past six years at Apex Martial Arts. And uh, you're listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Are you ready to stay fit this winter? Get off the couch with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Sign up now to their mobility and movement program. Use the code PSP15 to get 15% off the one-time purchase of the program. Then it's yours forever. No additional subscriptions or fees. Program is available worldwide. Now, back to the show. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. My name is Justin Williams, and we're happy to have you here. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm with the man, the myth, the legend, the one that makes my voice sound good, the one that you know knows everything about NFTs. And if you haven't yet, please hop over to our website, prosportspodcasters.com, and subscribe to our monthly newsletter where Kobe will tell you all about it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Colbert Durand. Kobe, how you doing? I'm good, Justin. I'm good, buddy. I'm looking forward to a happy holiday. A happy holiday, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, what Festivus, whatever you celebrate. It's all on the plate for us today. Now, Kobe, we have a special guest with us. This person has been in the ring. She's a fighter, specifically Muay Thai, so she can kick our behinds pretty easily. I'm not going to lie. I hear those elbows hurt like a lady squee. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the fighter, Morgan Marie Poulette. Morgan, ça va? Ça va bien. <laughs> good, good. So, as we mentioned, this will be part of the uh, dual podcast happening right now so we're gonna start with uh the podcast will mainly be english but we'll do a little french segment near the end for you guys so we'll have a, a warning so if you guys don't speak french it's okay you can tune us out at that point but morgan for the first question of the day aside from how you're feeling you fought less than a month ago how's that recovery process coming along uh pretty good i didn't uh, take much damage in that fight i think uh mortai can be pretty hard on your body but uh, i didn't else than a small little shiner i didn't have any any injuries so pretty good i've been training a little bit uh, since then so usually that means uh, the body feels fine <laughs> Ah, there we go. Is there anything in your recovery process that kind of helps it out? Do you eat a lot of bananas? I hear that's a thing that helps. Yeah, I mean, after a fight, it's all about, I think, going back to kind of a balance. Because, uh, I mean, fighting is pretty hard. The fight camps are really intense. It's really hard to do other stuff, spend time with people around you. So I think recovery is more mental than physical for some people. So it's about... Uh, taking time for yourself like that's what I do I take time for myself I spend time with my 
uh, boyfriend and then my friends and I just uh, don't think about what I eat, don't think about training too much and just uh, try to get back to that balance. Ah, yes. Getting back to the balance is always a way of life in which we need to live. And sometimes fighters forget that. They get too extreme and like to kind of keep going to stay fight ready in case you get called up on a short notice bout. Now, after everything was all said and done, after the bout, what was the first thing you did? Well, so I lost the fight, right? So first thing I did was uh, be a little bit uh, sad. <laughs> like I think most oh. fighters do. Like you go back uh, behind, the, you get out of the ring and then you go sit and uh, you wonder what you did wrong. Um, but then uh, right after, I, I usually like to go out with my coaches and we had a, a drink. Uh, we went to have, a, I, I had a burger and some gin and tonic and <laughs> that was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. That's the best way to celebrate. Kobe actually knows a lot of like random places in Toronto where you can get kind of sketchy, sketchy cocktails that are kind of on fire and kind of smoky. <laughs> he said he's going to take me to it, but I don't know. This is like Narnia. He hasn't showed me yet. It will happen. It will happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, Morgan, you don't hear too much about Muay Thai in Canada. Who runs the competitions in Canada? Well, I feel so in Canada, Muay Thai is really established, especially in the out west, like in Calgary. Um, so right now in Calgary, there's this promotion called Muay Thai World Cup. Uh, it's uh, the promoter is Kieran Kendall. He's from uh, the UK originally, and he's the one that puts on the biggest shows. Uh, he's the only one who's doing pro shows right now uh, that I know of in Canada. And um, he's also big in the amateur scene. So he's, he's the man. Like He brought, I guess, uh, Road to One Championship, uh, which was the tournament I was in in the last year. Uh, he like There's three people coming out of it with a one championship contract, which is huge for Canada. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and so, yeah, so Calgary is like the place to be when you're a pro, uh, is the place to go. That's the only place in Canada you can actually fight and get uh, some type of payment. And then for amateur, uh, usually people like we go to Ontario because in Quebec, it's not legal. So I think that's the reason a lot of people in Quebec don't know about Muay Thai. It's also because you just can't compete. So like the, the sport isn't promoted. Okay. I know here in Ontario, we have the, the Canadian Muay Thai Open, but that's all amateur, right. correct? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So in Ontario, it's it's all amateur, uh, but actually Muay Thai World Cup is supposed to come in January 2024. I think it's the 20th, uh, but they're doing an event close to Toronto. They're going to have WBC Muay Thai title fights, and they're going to have an amateur undercard. So it's going to be the first pro Muay Thai event in uh, I, I think it's maybe the first one in Ontario. And then, uh, yeah, Ontario is like, it's the, it's a big amateur scene, mm-hmm. but that's it, right? It's like two provinces out of the whole Canada, so. Okay, so that's something that we got to get in on, Justin. We do indeed, yes, we do. 100%. Will you be there, Morgan? Uh, maybe, I don't, I, I don't have any teammates fighting there, and I'm, I don't have a contract for that uh, event, so... Uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> so amongst all the like fighting arts, why Muay Thai? That's a really good question. Um, when I was 16, I did some boxing, 
really liked it. But then, uh, I mean, my mom wasn't too keen about me fighting. So at some point, I mean, I was young, so I I really liked it. But I had other stuff, other stuff going on. And then when I came to Montreal in 2014, I just wanted to get in shape. Was looking for something that in my head was more better for training. And so I found kickboxing in the gym I was training. There was Muay Thai. And then it just looked more fun because of the elbows. And then I was like, why not try sparring? And sparring was pretty intense. Mm -hmm. And then I got offered a fight and then I just loved it so much. I just kept going. It's like really hard to explain why you do Muay Thai, <laughs> like where you do martial, <laughs> like combat sport, I think it's really hard to describe the feeling when you're in the ring, but it's like, I think you either love it or you hate it. And uh, the the fighting, is, I just fell in love with, uh, I, I don't think it's the adrenaline or just like the focus you have for those like six to 15 minutes. It's uh, pretty, pretty intense. If you were offered a 1FC contract, would you make the move to South Asia? Uh, I don't think I would need to. So that was something I was wondering uh, while I was in the tournament. There's a lot of people who fight on 1FC and still train out uh, north, like in North America. Okay. Um, I'm thinking like Jackie Bunton, for example. Uh, there's a bunch of Americans that fight on 1FC and they train from home and then they travel there for a week before the fight just to get acclimated to the the temperature and uh, I guess the environment. There's also in Montreal we have uh, Jonathan Dibella who's the uh, one championship kickboxing uh, champion uh, mm. who trains out from Montreal and so uh, yeah I, I don't think it's too far from from family and friends right. Are you inspired by anybody in 1FC? I mean, I really like the the women in One FC. They're pretty like a. I think I guess Stem Frutex a really good fighter. Yeah, she's like a. I mean, a rising star. She has a great storyline. I think too. She was a kid in Thailand fighting, um, and then she became the star. And she's one of the f first women in in Thailand that is like she's not old, but for Thailand she's old. Like I went to Thailand. A couple of times and women in, in fighting like she kind of opened the doors for them so it's pretty amazing right on and she, yeah she's like she looks like also she wasn't naturally gifted she just worked really really hard for it and then i get there's like smila sandel who's also I, I mean she's just she's 18 i think now but she's a crazy like she's a killing machine like she's super <laughs> tall super skinny but like she hits and she's solid and she hits hard and it's like a lot of times in Muay Thai tall fighters they're a bit wobbly so they don't punch really hard mm -hmm. but she knows how to sit down and unload the punches so she's impressive to watch for sure what would you say is your greatest strength I mean my boxing's pretty good I think I have good IQ overall for a fighter <laughs> um but yeah my boxing in muay thai is definitely my strength because um i know how to go from a kicking stance to more sitting down and hitting hard i mean my gym we have like uh more of a boxing background and i personally uh, just 
really like boxing. I just don't have good head movement, so I'm not good at the real boxing game. <laughs> But uh, yeah, my boxing is definitely my strength. Um, yeah. Well, in a martial art, there's always room to improve. Always. Right, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Right on. So what is your diet like going into a fight? Like how restrictive do you get with your calories? I mean, that it depends, right? Uh, so the past three fights, I was fighting uh, at a weight class where I kind of just have to dehydrate a little bit, like fighters do. <laughs> But um, uh, yeah, and I try to stay away from the diet because it's just like, if I want to train hard... I need to eat enough and if I diet then I'm not eating enough so my training's gonna uh, suffer from it so I ch usually try not to restrict too much I like I'm I'm never too far from my fight weight either because I fight between 120 to 125 I walk around at 132 so I don't really need to diet too much and I think uh, I'm just happier with this I used to fight at 115 And I think, I mean, life was miserable. I would weigh every of little course. thing I eat. <laughs> and like blend chicken. Like the, on the only thing that's restrictive in my diet is three days before the weigh-ins, I get into that like uh, no salt, no carb diet. So I eat boiled chicken and eggs and that's about it. And that's the saddest part of my fight camp. <laughs> But... Uh, Yeah, else than that, I like to just enjoy food and fuel my trainings. So yeah. That's totally fair. I mean, the no salt, no carb diet makes me no happy. So yeah. I am so glad that I don't have to do that personally, but also I don't have abs. <laughs> so, I mean, bit of a yeah. bit of a catch-22 with that. Uh, okay, so now what would you say to, to female fighters, like little girls who want to get in to Muay Thai or even – just combat sports in general is just some type of advice you'd want to give them mm. i mean just it's it's a good question <laughs> i feel i would just tell them to do it like follow their guts like if you want to do it like just do it don't let anyone tell you that you can't and also like you don't need to go to like prove to people so much that you deserve to fight if your coach don't let you fight just find another gym that treats you like a human being and not like a second-class citizen. Good coaches will make women fight, right? No matter if they're a girl or, I mean, will let people fight if they want to fight, no matter if they're a guy or a girl. And I think if you're a girl and you want to fight, just like go for it, go all in, uh, don't look back. And if you like it, you, it's a wonderful, a wonderful game to be in. It is, minus the potential broken mm -hmm. noses, which terrify me, <laughs> which is like the weirdest thing for about it. So when, when it comes to, to, to Muay Thai, I'm like, this is awesome. And then I'm like, oh, my nose might get broken. I've dislocated <laughs> shoulders. I've broken hands, wrists, ankles. But for some reason, yeah. it's the nose that really gets me. And I'm like. Yeah. I mean, so I've, I'm part of the lucky people who never broke a nose in uh, all my fighting career i know i don't know actually muay thai might be one of the sport where the risk of getting your nose broken a bit like in mma because there's so many other things you can do else than punch someone in the face i feel if anything boxing is more dangerous for your nose mm -hmm. to get broken Maybe. right uh for muay thai i think it's more like broken shins and broken ribs 
split face. But the nose, I mean, some people break their nose for sure, but I don't think it's the number one thing that gets, like the number one injury. I'm I'm pretty sure it's more like cuts and broken ribs. Yeah. Oh, just the casual thing. <laughs> broken ribs. It's cool. Yeah. What'd you do at work today, honey? Broke my rib. <laughs> just nonchalantly. Right. All, that. all right. Anyways, Morgan, how can our friends and family find you on social media? Oh, so they can find me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Morgan Tiny Tank. Mm-hmm. Morgan with an E, because uh, I'm French. And uh, yeah, on Instagram, that's where it's easier to find me. I'm on Facebook too. Uh, I guess I'm on TikTok, but I'm too old. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> understand how it works, uh, <laughs> but I'm still there. Uh, but yeah, Morgan Tiny Tank, that's my name on Instagram. All right. Bienvenue dans la section française du podcast avec Jorson. Uh, première question pour Morgan. Uh, pourquoi Tiny Tank? Très bonne question. Quand la, la première fois que je suis revenue de Thaïlande, oh. j'ai eu un combat deux semaines après mon retour. Puis euh, euh, dans le combat, euh, je me battais contre une fille qui était plus grande que moi. Puis euh, j'ai comme elle était pas capable de me faire bouger. Puis moi, je faisais juste avancer vers l'avant. Puis il y a quelqu'un que, qui était pas de mon gym, mais qui était ami avec une fille de mon gym, qui lui a dit Yo, cette fille-là, c'est incroyable, elle bouge pas, c'est vraiment comme un tiny tank. Puis euh, elle, elle me l'a dit, j'ai trouvé ça drôle, elle l'a dit à tout le monde de mon gym. Et euh, mon coach m'a donné un hoodie sur lequel c'est écrit Fight Team, puis Tiny Tank en dessous. Et depuis ce temps-là, ça a juste euh, collé. C'était en 2018, so depuis, euh, je suis Tiny Tank. Ah, mm. oh, d'accord, d'accord, merci, merci. Prochaine question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pardonnez-moi mon français. Comment se montrez-vous les rêves ou les déficits de votre carrière et les fois maintenant et une émotion normale? Est-ce que tu peux répéter ta question? <laughs> Comment se montrez-vous les rêves ou les difficiles de votre carrière à la fois mentalement et émotionnellement? Ah, les, les, rev- les revers et les difficultés Le du sport, mentalement et émotionnellement. En fait, en plus, euh, vu que j'ai perdu récemment, euh, c'est quand même euh, <rire> frais comme euh, les revers et les difficultés, là, mais euh, c'est un sport qui demande... Mais comme n'importe quel sport, je pense, de haut niveau, ça demande beaucoup de, de sacrifices puis de temps dans, dans ce qu'on fait. Puis, c'est sûr comme on aime notre sport, mais ça fait que je pense qu'on manque beaucoup de parties autres de la vie. Puis euh, quand, quand tu fais tout ça et que tu arrives à une défaite, c'est encore, je pense, plus dur. Parce que là, il faut que tu fasses un peu du sens dans ce que tu fais. Je pense qu'il y a beaucoup d'athlètes euh, qui arrivent à un certain niveau. Des fois, c'est comme, faut que tu te rappelles que tu aimes ton sport. Là. Donc c'est, c'est difficile parce que tu es comme... Tu, tu perds, tu gagnes souvent en équipe, mais tu perds seul. Puis, euh, puis après ça, c'est comme ça. La, la récompense est pas toujours facile à avoir. Tu sais, la récompense, c'est d'être dans le ring puis de se battre. 
de toutes les la sueur, le temps, les les, les bleus, les blessures, les, les pleurs, le sang, c'est le, le temps que tu passes dans le ring, mais quand ce temps-là, euh, tu, te, tu le passes à, à, à te rendre compte que tu es moins bon que l'autre, ben c'est dur de, de refaire la même chose euh, tout de suite. Je pense que c'est pour ça que souvent les, les combattants, on prend une petite pause après un combat. Là. Mmh, merci. Uh, <rire> fascinément. Uh, vous, entraîneuse, uh, vous ont il enseigné ces techniques? Oui, oui. Euh, je suis entraîneur euh, depuis maintenant six ans. Je coach et comme je coach tout le monde, euh, hommes, femmes, euh, ados. Euh, mais euh, je suis surtout spécialisée avec, c'est comme ma clientèle préférée puis que. T'sais, quand je donne des cours individuels, c'est surtout cette personne-là que j'entraîne, c'est des femmes qui veulent faire de la compétition. Oh. Puis j'ai même euh, au gym euh, où moi je m'entraîne, puis que je donne des cours, j'ai euh, parti un, une session de sparring pour femmes seulement, puis mm. de haut niveau quand même. Là, les filles se donnent, puis euh, souvent euh, ça va plus fort que les sparring mix, là, donc c'est comme... C'est vraiment... Euh, on a une belle communauté, puis ça, c'est quelque chose que moi, j'ai fait, puis que je suis contente de voir euh, la nouvelle génération de fighters femmes qui, qui se créent grâce à ça. Ouais. Oh, interesting. D'accord, merci. Uh, maintenant, Kobe, <rire> uh, uh, l'autre podcaster, oui. viens-tu savoir sur les centres de Muay Thai? Uh, rouge, bleu, vert, qui pouvez-vous lui dire? Sur les centres de moutaille... Est-ce que tu es est as la question en anglais? Ou... Parce que... yeah. No worries. Uh, so Kobe wants to know about the belts in moutaille. What can you tell him? Oh! Il n'y a pas de ceinture au moutaille. So... Oh! <laughs> oui, mais c'est intér intéressant parce que y a, au Québec, puis en Ontario, puis même dans d'autres endroits, là, je sais qu'il y a beaucoup de gyms que avant c'était des gyms de karaté ou de kung-fu, et oh. qu'ils utilisent des systèmes de ceinture. Mais, puis c'est bon, tu sais, comme mettons, nous, à mon gym, dans les cours pour enfants, on utilise des ceintures, tu sais, pour leur donner des sentiments d'accomplissement. Puis je pense qu'ils font ça beaucoup dans des gyms aussi, avec des adultes, parce que c'est le fun, c'est des, des marques d'amélioration, de, tu sais. Mais euh, en Moïtaï, il n'y a pas de, de ceinture, il y a des niveaux de, de professeurs, mais pas de, pas de combattants, pas d'élèves. Oh, je ne sais pas, merci! <rire> Les rituels, uh, une préparation mentale que vous travaillez avant un match, uh, mm -hmm. c'est quoi? Moi, j'ai pas de préparation mentale précise. Comme j'ai mes rituels dans le sens que euh, je vais euh, me faire couper les cheveux, <rire> euh, <rire> je, je vais écouter des films. Tu sais, comme je vais. J'essaie d'être de, de dans ma bulle, puis un peu d'oublier tout le monde extérieur. Euh, surtout la journée du combat, d'habitude je ferme mon téléphone, euh, je vais me faire un café, aller prendre une marche, euh, lire un livre ou écouter la, euh, des émissions vraiment euh, légères pour essayer de comme, 
pas trop, pas trop me hamped up, là, pas trop me, me stresser à l'avance, garder mon énergie pour le combat. Mm. Puis euh, moi, c'est ce, ce qui me fait du bien puis qui me prépare. Je sais, là pour ça, il y a les fighters, ils ont des, des rituels là, vraiment comme précis, puis de visualisation et tout. Puis moi, ça, euh, si je me suis rendu compte avec l'expérience que ça me stresse. Puis je, je suis une fighter qui performe bien quand que j'ai du plaisir. Fait qu'il faut pas que je sois stressée. <rire> ah. <rire> I mean, parfait, j'ai écouté euh, Stromae avant un combat. <laughs> Merci pour <laughs> cela. Uh, retournez à l'English. Kobe, we're yeah. back to English now. Right on. It's good having you on, Morgan. Hey, pleasure. Yeah, it was fun. And do you have another scheduled fight or no? Uh, so far, no. So uh, last year was pretty intense. I had... Because uh, I was in a tournament. Usually, between fights, you don't know right away that you're gonna fight but since I, I was in a tournament over three event and i'm in school i had like no break this year mm -hmm. so right now i'm just looking forward to saturday um my school's gonna be done i don't have training and i can kind of just uh, relax until i think uh, i'm ready for another fight Uh, if I if I want to fight, um, probably more towards spring, because okay, uh, okay. it was a big year. Yeah, I think everyone needs to take a break sometime, and uh, I think uh, now is uh, my the next two weeks is my break. <laughs> well, keep us posted. Let us know. Yeah, one percent. Right on. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience, where no sport is left behind.